Welcome to the Sideline Podcast with Charlie Eden and Aton Levy. Today we're going to be doing a little NFL Draft 2020 preview. We're going to be talking about the best quarterbacks, best receivers, and a whole lot more. And at the end, do a little mock draft. So let's just jump right into it. We'll talk about the top five QBs first. Aton, you want to give us number one? Yeah, for sure. I'll start us off. All right, our first QB is Joe Burrow. No surprise there. Um, he's pretty much every analyst, like first QB off the board. He just had such a spectacular year this year. He, I mean, one of the best of all time, if yeah, not the best of all time. Won the Heisman by a landslide. Um, here's some pros. Um, the biggest, one of his biggest traits is that he always stays calm under pressure, which is something that you don't see very often. Um, in young quarterbacks today, um, he's poised in the pocket. He always shows patience. Um, he goes through his reads, um, which made him very successful against bunch, a bunch of the top defenses in the SEC this year. Um, he's, he's not afraid to throw while getting hit, which is just such a spectacular trait. Um, he just, he's got the balls. and uh, Yeah, that's yeah. one of the big reasons that, that teams are excited to possibly get him, especially the Bengals, obviously, because they're number one is because the way he stands in the pocket, the way he can create even when pressure's collapsing is incredible. And, I mean, that's what made him so good in college, and that's what that's what um, people hope for in the NFL, that he's going to be able to stand in there and take the big hits and while making nice throws under pressure. Yeah, for sure. He always looks relaxed, a little too relaxed sometimes, but um, that's mostly why he showed up in the big games, in the national title game, in the – in the playoffs and yeah he's really the reason why the tigers won the ship last year um he always he never forces plays um he creates space for himself with his legs he's not the the fastest out of the gate um but he gets a job done and he is not afraid to get hit and he always secures the ball um he is very accurate a lot of people compare him to uh tom brady or um drew Brees because of his accuracy um, however, he does has, have some cons, some negatives. Um, he doesn't have amazing arm strength. However, I'm not so worried about that because almost like there's so many quarterbacks that come out of college where where analysts and scouts complain about their arm strength and they're perfectly fine. I mean, he's not going to wow you with kind of Patrick Mahomes types of throws, but he's going to get the job done. Also, you can win. You can win football games without having so many like huge 50 yard throws like you can you can definitely score like marching your way down the field and he's pretty good at that yeah I mean look at the the Niners last year they made it to the Super Bowl and they were not such a huge huge big play team they usually they use their running backs a lot in the short game um and yeah I'm not worried about about um not having such great there was also there was a video of him after they won the national championship LSU when he walked out into the tunnel smoking a cigar, that's that's what I'm excited to see from him in the NFL. Like so that character, that like I'm the man attitude that he brings to the game is insane. Yeah, he is not short on confidence. Consider especially considering his background. He he started off at Ohio State and he got beat out by Dwayne Haskins and JT Barrett. Um, then he transferred to LSU and that system there really put him in a great spot and he had one of the best years. Also. Um, what excites me about seeing him play in Cincinnati, which is almost 100% going to happen, is that he's actually from Ohio, and he was 
Ohio named Ohio's best player um, back out of high school, which is just it's fun to watch because you see a lot of players like they they always you always want to play for your home team, which is going to be cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll move on to number two. Yeah. And we we have Tua Tungavailoa. Tua Tungavailoa from Alabama. I think he's the clear number two, although you disagreed a little bit. We'll talk about Justin Herbert after. But I think two is the clear uh, number two in this draft. I mean, his his capability, like running around in the pocket, I think is insane. He even though and even though he's small, he he knows how to play. Like we have, some, there are small quarterbacks, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, but small quarterbacks can still play. And I'm excited about his like running capabilities and his capability of leading teams. Yeah, he is just he's a great captain. Um, especially at such a highly coveted Alabama program with so much talent, you really see him take control of the offense. Even when he was a freshman in the national title game, where he just he won the game for them in overtime against one of the best defenses um, in Georgia. And yeah, he's a great leader. That's what that's what this Miami Dolphins team needs, which is who he's most likely going to go to because they have a very young team. Um, Although we'll see if the Redskins decide to take him. We'll talk about that a little later when we do our mock draft. Yeah, we will. All right, there's one, there's one really big hit on him, which is why, why some people, not including myself, I still think he's a, the number two, but why some people would take Justin Herbert over him is because he has a very large injury history, especially for that hip of his. He actually, a recent story came out a week or two ago saying that in addition to his three public hip surgeries, he actually had two more making a total of five hip surgeries in all of his college football career, which is, which is astonishing. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is not fun for him. And people do complain about his, down, about his uh, downfield accuracy, but I just don't see it such, as, such, a, um, such a big con. I mean, we just said the same thing about Joe Burrow. We talked about, oh, he might not be a little accurate down the field, but I don't think that necessarily matters all the time, especially because – as you get used to the NFL game, you'll you'll work on that, obviously. Yeah. And no one no one goes into the league being like having every attribute. Yeah. One thing that like you have to learn over time. That is very interesting about Tua is that he's actually a lefty, which we haven't seen a lefty quarterback in the league in the league for a, a very long time. I remember, like Michael Vick was a lefty, Steve Young was a lefty. Um, it should be interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see what happens with him because a lot of players, a lot of teams, defenses, put their uh, their best end um, attacking the backside of the quarterback. But two is a lefty. For so two, that would be the, the front way. side. Yeah, I think it will it'll work in his, in his advantage. Yeah, I want to say something. And this might just be because I'm an Eagles fan and my quarterback likes to get injured. <laughs> but I think, I think if you have a particular injury, injury history – that doesn't necessarily mean you're not worth the draft, even up high, because I I mean, two is a very, very, very good quarterback. And I think I think it would be a little ridiculous to pass up on his talent just because you might be a little afraid of an injury. Yeah. Because I think I think the the eventual positive, if he doesn't get injured, is 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 worth the risk. Yeah, but you know what they say, availability is the best ability. Um you That's see- true. You see quarterbacks like uh, Brett Favre in the past, uh, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning. Like 
You you want even if it's not such a top quarterback, you want somebody that's capable to go in every game. And you know if if the gap was l- way larger between Herbert and Tua, I I would say yeah, go for Tua even though he does have a risky um, injury history. But I I don't think the gap is that big between them. Speaking of, okay, uh, so we'll talk about him. He's our number three. Yeah, um, QB out of Oregon. Yeah, he's just he's an athletic freak. He ran a four six eight forty yard dash at the combine. Has a thirty five uh, vertical, thirty five vertical. Like some, like that's in the receiver range. Um, he's six six two thirty six. Like he's like your prototypical quarterback size speed. He's gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see um, how he turns out. He had, he showed up at the Senior Bowl back in, uh, back in March at the beginning of March, and he had a great, great combine as well. Uh, yeah. He- well, I think overall, the thing that people like about him the best is just, he's, he his presence because he's so big is just, is just in like insane. You can't you can't look at him and not, like jaw drop yeah he's just and he i mean the confidence is there four years at oregon is is a very 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 good college experience and he he good ball placement and strong guy and i think people people i think like big quarterbacks they look commanding they look scary and especially when they're as good as justin herbert they can be a very big threat yeah and he's also not like a big guy like big ben who's just gonna sit in the pocket He's a fast guy too. Right, he's big and strong. He can run too yeah, a little bit when you ask him. The similarities between him and Carson Wentz are just mind-boggling. Carson Wentz is also a big dude around six, six five, six six range. And actually, something interesting about um, Justin Herbert, he's he's a very smart guy. He graduated as a junior, and well, he's a redshirt freshman, so I guess that's normal. But um, he taught a biology class. He is over a four GPA from college. And that's very impressive considering he was on the football team. Um, Little added bonus, a non-football added bonus. Yeah. If you end up taking Justin Herbert, he can teach your uh, he can teach your receivers some chemistry. Yeah. The, and biology. Yeah. The only bad thing that um, people have said about him is that he uh, he could be very inconsistent with his throws. Um, sometimes he tries to be too safe and doesn't have enough confidence in his in his um, arm talent and ability which makes him overthink things and have bad reads. Um, and he's never – he's not that kind of clutch QB that uh, people hope for, but I don't see it being such a problem. I mean, I remember I remember uh, during the playoffs uh, reading an article about how Josh Allen used to, like, tremble before games and in big situations, and he's, he's one of the best young quarterbacks um, – in today's NFL. So I think we can compare also what you're saying a little bit to Jameis Winston. Now there's a lot of conflicted opinions about Jameis Winston. We won't talk about that, but his like inability to be clutch sometimes his inconsistency with interceptions, especially the linebackers. Like we, we see those things in Jameis Winston. And I mean, since Jameis Winston has been in the NFL, everyone said if he can fix that, he can be one of the best quarterbacks, especially the interception to linebackers. So I think if if the same thing we can kind of see in Justin Herbert, and if that ends up being fixable, then he can be a, a, an incredible quarterback. Yeah, I mean Justin Herbert isn't the most 
vocal guy. Like, there have been knocks on his leadership skills, but I think he's more disciplined than Jameis Winston is. Like, Jameis had some controversy um, coming out of college. I don't see this in right. Justin Herbert. As I said, he taught a biology class at Oregon. Um, so, yeah, not too much, not such a big issue there. Although I don't really – I don't think that necessarily being a vocal leader is – such an important attribute it's good obviously it's good to have and you want your quarterback to be a leader but i wouldn't necessarily knock a talent like justin herbert because he might not be the leader that you want i mean he's talented clearly and i think i i I do think two is better but i think the team the team that gets justin herbert will be just as lucky as the team that gets two. yeah yeah he's he's a terrific talent the only the only knock that scouts have on not being a vocal leader is because you know, you're a quarterback. You're really running that, that offense. No other position in sports has the kind of responsibility a quarterback does um, on a football team. Um, yeah, he can. Okay, yeah, so we'll move. Yeah, I'll continue. He can, he can maybe jump to a, but I don't, I don't see it happening unless, unless something crazy happens. All right, so we'll move on to number four. We're actually only doing our top four quarterbacks, not top five. And our number four guy Jordan Love from Utah State. And people people criticize him a little bit just because Utah State's a little smaller in ter- like in terms of football program size than than the the other schools, but I, I really I don't think that matters at all. I mean Carson Wentz wasn't even division one and he's a good quarterback in the NFL. So I think to come out of a small school doesn't really matter so much if you're as good a talent as Jordan Love is. Yeah. We've seen We've seen seen a number of prospects come out from small schools and light it up in the in the NFL. Yeah, the another knock on Jordan Love is that he's he has a, he had kind of a rough year on his junior season. Seventeen interceptions and twenty touchdowns. It's not really a great um, a great ratio. That's kind of like a Jameis Winston stat line. Um, but what makes him so attractive and why people have such high grades on him is because of the upside. He he has such a pretty deep ball with a tight spiral. It's just a a work of art to watch that. Um, yeah, it's funny. He's kind of like the opposite of what we're saying the other quarterbacks are. Like to uh, Joe Burrow, we're saying, oh, really good short could use a little bit accuracy long. But Jordan Love is kind of the opposite. If you want to, if you want a guy who can, who's going to take the risk and throw it downfield and hit a lot of times, then Jordan Love is a very good potential yeah you see this comparison all the time between Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes like that's I mean that's very high praise and I think some teams are going to be are are jumping because of that comparison everybody wants a Pat Mahomes like he just won the Super Bowl um I think that's a little far-fetched um but yeah he's he's like a magician back there in the pocket you see you could see him running around and making all kinds of throws on the run um but he actually does not deal well with pressure he, sometimes he'll just throw the ball up and and say and say a blessing hoping one of his receivers will catch it um that's not something you want to see well that, i think that's just a little immaturity like you're afraid to get sacked so you kind of want to throw it up yeah he's not the the most polished quarterbacks like justin herbert is probably the most fundamentally sound quarterback in the class like that's not jordan love he's gonna need he's a project he He's not going to come in day one and start. I mean, if he does, I think that'll just be irresponsible and kind of forcing the situation wherever he does play. He's going to have to sit back um, a year or two 
and watch watch a veteran like Drew Brees. Like he, if he falls that far, I could see teams with veteran quarterbacks like like the Colts taking him or like keeping him in their back pocket. Yeah, keeping him in their back pocket, doing some Brett Favre and and Rodgers uh stuff. Yeah, that's what I was that's the example I was thinking of actually when you said that. Yeah. All right, so we, that was our top four quarterbacks. Now, even I think kind of a bigger position of interest, just because how talented people say the uh, this position is in this year's draft, is wide receiver. I mean, we've talked we we talked about before we started recording, and what we see is that this is possibly the best NFL draft class for wide receivers since 2014, which which was which was OBJ, Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, Devontae Adams. And a few more really good receivers, Jarvis Landry, of course. And I think teams are teams with with a little bit of offensive trouble and teams that kind of need a spark on offense but have solid quarterbacks. Or let's say teams like the Cardinals who have a young quarterback who could start to build around him are excited for this wide receiver class. Yeah, there people are saying you see you see mocks from the big analysts with like seven receivers going in the first round. Like that's how deep this class is. And this, the NFL is transitioning to a more uh, deep throw, like deep throwing uh, NFL. So everybody wants that good wide receiver and deep wide receiving core. So let's jump into it. All right. So we'll, we'll jump into our top four with number one, CD lamb. Yeah. CD lamb comes from a great college football program in, Oklahoma University of Oklahoma and he's he's just pretty much everything you look for in a receiver he's 6'2 he he'll make anybody pay for pay for trying to tackle him in the open field uh he had an amazing catch against LSU even though they got crushed that game in the playoffs against top coverage um he'll go up and get anything you throw at him he's a great 50-50 ball player yeah he has great body control which the 50-50 skill Starting up, the 50-50 skill is just such a useful skill to have because we see a lot of times, especially on like third downs, where the where the where the coach will just decide to throw it long and either hope for a catch or a pass interference. So if you're if you're that talented at catching the 50-50s, you could be such an asset. I mean, the, the pro comp that we have, DeAndre Hopkins, per, is one of the is a perfect example for someone who you can kind of lob it up to. And he's, su- he's such a big presence that he'll, there's always a chance that he makes the catch. Yeah, he's, he's great. Teams are going to jump at him. Uh, I think he'll be the first receiver off the board just because of his playmaking ability. He does a great job of locating the ball. Um, they actually had a new, new drill at the combine this year, the fade drill. And there's a catch where he twirls in the air, gets his feet in. And that's just what he's going to do in the league. He has great body control, which makes. Him- I mean, the fade, the fade play. I'm not a personally. I'm not a huge fan. I think it's a ridiculous play to run, in in the red zone. But if you do run it and you have a guy like C. Lamb, who's just such a body, such a big body in there, then it could definitely be a useful play every now and then to pull out of, like the back pocket. Yeah, C. D. Lamb will also just outmuscle anybody, even though he's not the biggest buffest. Like you see him just like run through guys and. He keeps his feet moving, which is very important. Like, he'll have a gun in, but he'll keep his feet moving and just take it to the, to the end zone. All right. So. One, of, one of the things people don't like about him, real quick, he's, people say he's a little slow, but I think that can 
be worked on in one off season. Yeah. So I don't see I don't see much. Yeah, and there. he's not like four six slow. Like I'm pretty sure he ran a four five, which isn't like horrible. Like right. He's... So all all it takes is one off season on the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we'll move on to number two. We have Judy, Jerry Judy from uh, Alabama. Alabama, I believe. Yeah. Also, pretty big guy, a little faster than CD Lamb, and I mean, also just an incredible, incredible receiver in college, who hopes to bring their talent straight into the NFL. Yeah, he's. I mean, especially in the red zone, he's incredible. Yeah. What. What people really talk about with him is he has just amazing route running, amazing route running ability. And you can – you see receivers in the past. What made Antonio Brown such a presence, he, he's 5'9". He wasn't so fast, but his route running ability was just off the charts, which made him so special and made him the best receiver in the league for an extended amount of time. Um, you also see players like Amari Cooper just make people miss when he doesn't even have the ball which you got to get open before you catch the balls, and that's per- right. exactly what Jerry Judy does. Well, that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons he was very good in the red zone, is that he was sharp on. He's sharp on the cuts. Yeah. So he can run a good route. the the one The one thing that people don't like about him is obviously his drop issue, and I mean, I think uh, I think it's pretty obvious that that would be the worst issue for a wide receiver because I mean their job is to catch the ball. Yeah. But but again, like the speed thing with CeeDee Lamb, I think the drop issue is one that can be solved if you do it right. Yeah. If if you if you were if you try to fix it the right way during the off season, then it's it's a problem you can't fix. Yeah. Um. That's that's the main reason why we have CeeDee Lamb over Jerry Judy. Like a lot of people like have it reversed. Um. But CeeDee Lamb just has such strong hands which is such a factor, and Judy Judy needs to work on it. I mean, he'll get it done, but his just route running ability is off the charts. He's He'll make anybody miss in the open field. He has such quick feet, um, which just makes him such a threat. Yeah, he could be a very, very useful short throw threat. Yeah. If you, if you give him on a slant, kind of like OBJ who we have him as our pro comp so it it works nicely. If you give him on a if you if you hit him on a nice slant route, he could definitely make the other corners yeah, and safety. He could miss. take it all away. Yeah, OBJ I think is a a great comparison for him just cuz OBJ is also a really good route runner but he's such a threat in the open field. You see, you always see him. I remember watching him when he was on the Giants like spin off stiff arm. Like that's exactly what Jerry Judy's going to do. He his game is I think is going to take a little longer to transition to the league. Um, but yeah, he'll definitely get there and he'll make such a big impact on a great team. Yeah. All right. We want to move on to number three, third receiver. Yeah. We got Henry Ruggs from Alabama. Alabama had a great wide receiver tandem this year. Um, now this is really what, what has GMs jumping for him. He is, he ran a four, two, seven. That's like top 10 of all time at the NFL combine. He had a 42 inch vertical. 131-inch um, broad jump. That's just – he's an athletic freak. I'm pretty sure he was a track star in high school. Um, they all are. Uh, but, yeah, that's what, that's what he brings to the table. He's, he's also a great route runner, which you don't see very often. Um, the speed the – comp- Well, I mean, maybe, maybe that's just a product of the Alabama, the Alabama system. Yeah, 100%. You see 
Discipline. Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, they're all, all great route runners coming out of that program. Program, But, um, yeah, his combination of route running and speed is just lethal because if you, if, you, uh, if you have zone against him, he's just a great route runner, so just catch it anyways. But if you're playing man, he's so fast, he'll beat you at the, si- um, at the outside. Yeah. Yeah, I think the one thing is people, people are afraid he's not as physical um in in terms of like going one on one with corners and i think that that's definitely i mean if you if you're trying to run around and you're getting bullied around that's obviously a problem but if he so if but he's so he'd obviously be a little better against the zone in terms of running route and speed yeah if you're go if instead of going one on one against uh stronger corners yeah but you see a lot of players coming out of college and they're slimmer guys and they definitely bulk up yeah, well, because an NFL uh, NFL workout is obviously a rigorous, a rigorous ordeal. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right, so we'll move on to our last wide receiver, number four. Even though he's last, obviously, still an incredible talent, Justin Jefferson from LSU. Yeah, he's he's great. He has he has great speed for a receiver. Nothing. Nothing that wows you, but a four four three. That's what Odell ran at the combine a few years back, and his body control is just off the charts. He'll, if you, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people watched him this year because he was on LSU, the best team in college football, and he's a very slippery receiver. He'll make you miss in the open field. He'll also put a shoulder down and go right through you. Um, but he, he's a guy that's gonna rack up a hundred, hundred ten catches in the league if he gets that kind of volume. Um, he just has great hands, like Michael Thomas kind of guy. He's, um, and he has a great catch. So Mr. Rate. Reliable. Yeah, Mr. Reliable. He does not catch that much. Um, he has a great catch radius, which is just a quarterback's best friend because you could throw it anywhere near him and he'll grab it. Um, he had 18 touchdowns this season, which, which is a lot. But, I mean, that LSU offense was off the charts. They all had something like that. Um yeah, he's great at tracking I mean, down I, the ball. And yeah, go ahead. I think if if you put him if you put him in the right spot because he's not as good at the outside, so he might have to play a little more slot. But if you, if you can use him correctly, he's an incredible threat. Yeah, he could he could very well be. He's not as versatile. He's not as versatile as the other three guys we mentioned, but used correctly, he could be incredible. Yeah, he could very well be the best receiver in this class. I think that might shock. Before we move on, but yeah, well, maybe because we ranked him number four. Before we move on to defensive prospect, it's kind of funny how we're ranking all these guys and we're saying like Henry Ruggs is third and Justin Justin Jefferson's fourth. But either of those two guys are could both be incredible, and all all four of the people, the wide receivers we mentioned, are just incredible talents. Yeah, they're all in the same range. They in any other draft class, uh, like last year, wasn't such a strong class. Like they would go first in that class. In, in for wide for receivers. wide receivers, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll move on to top defensive prospects. The obvious number one, I think, one of the best defensive prospects. Um, probably one of the best edge, ed, probably the best edge rushing prospects since Jadavian Clowney was Chase Young from Ohio State. I mean, everyone's heard of him. Yeah, he is just such a force. He's six five, two sixty four, which is perfect for what what he's good at. Um. He had 16 and a half sacks and 21 tackles for loss this year in only 12 games. But 
he had seven forced fumbles too, and that's because one of his very pro, many pros is that he always goes not doesn't always, but if he sees a quarterback with the ball in his arm, he's gonna attack it right there, and that's that's great because a sack is amazing. You get to put the ball behind the line line of scrimmage a few yards, but a fumble could lead to a turnover, which is even better. Um, he is he'll beat you off the edge. He's so quick, has amazing hands. Uh, which is what he used for most of the time in a in a pretty good Big Ten, Big Ten conference this year. Uh, his balance is what sets him apart from all the other prospects because he doesn't get off balance. He doesn't fall to the ground. He'll he'll stay alive. His hip rotation is amazing, which leads to that. And I mean, a six five, two sixty four jumping off the line can't be pushed around. He'll he'll definitely attract double teams, especially if he can t- if he develops in his first few years. Yeah, and since he's so strong but so flexible, his bull rush is just amazing um, because he could attack you with strength, but then he could just quickly go to the outside and get around you. He's gonna get double digit sacks in his rookie year. I I have no doubt about it. He's probably the popular pick for uh, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we'll move on. We'll move on to sec- the second defensive prospect, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Also, I mean, also, he might not be as good as Chase Young, but he's very close to it. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's also. He's insane. my favorite co- player coming out of the draft. He's so versatile. He's who I want my Giants to draft, but I don't know if that'll happen. Um, he's so versatile, which, which he's the perfect linebacker for today's, for today's NFL because he's so quick. And since he played safety in his first few first few years in Clemson, he uh he's amazing in coverage. He's great in zone. Yeah, one of the big one of the big things that you need in a linebacker now is the ability to cover tight ends, because that's a that's a mismatch that offenses always look towards. I mean, the teams with the best tight ends, like the Eagles, the Chiefs, are always looking to get mismatches, and and have the defenses linebackers cover their star tight ends. Yeah, and. Isaiah Simmons looks like he has the ability to cover tight ends. Yeah, I mean. So if you can get a linebacker who can rush and cover tight ends if he needs to, then then that's an incredible, incredible find. Yeah, you look at last year's Super, Super Bowl matchup between the Niners and Chiefs. They had the best tight ends in the league in George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. Um, and they were huge parts of their offense. And if you get a linebacker that could eliminate that threat, it's perfect. He'll he's gonna fit in wherever he goes just because of his versatility. He's also he's also good at chasing down the running quarterback. Yeah, because he stretches the field so much. He could go from one sideline to the other sideline and in the blink of an eye. And uh... I mean, you're talking about the Giants getting him, especially if he. I think if he lands the NFC East, he could be especially useful because the Eagles and Cowboys both have versatile quarterbacks. And Dwayne Dwayne Haskins has the possibility to also be a versatile quarterback. So yeah, if if he ends up landing with your Giants, that could be a huge yeah. I win. mean, one of the most painful experiences as a Giants fan is was watching Jason Wynn just tear up them every single game they played because he's a tight end and didn't have any coverage linebackers. But if they get a player like Isaiah Simmons, like that won't happen anymore. Like they will shut down tight ends. We'll move on to the third defensive uh, prospect. This one is a defensive back, Jeff Okuda, 
incredible cornerback from Ohio State. They're, I mean, Ohio State's incredible this this draft with their defensive talent. Yeah, they they have a great history of producing great cornerbacks and Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, yeah, Malik Hooker. There, there's always one of their. They always have a guy up there in the defensive backs room. They also have Denzel Ward. Uh, yeah, he's he's the best defensive back in the draft, no question. I mean, it's not such a strong draft when it comes to this. Uh, but yeah, even. But he's still he's still the clear best. Yeah. And 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 a clear good corner. Yeah, people are comparing him to Jalen Ramsey. People have him in the same uh, division for talent as Jalen Ramsey, Denzel Ward, Joe Hayden, um, and that's that's great for him. He's what makes him so good is his footwork and ability to just stick with receivers. He's a guy that you and yeah, go ahead. There's also there's a lot of teams this year that I feel like really need a cornerback. Yeah. I mean, Lions, Eagles are both in desperate need, I think. And I, I know the Lions have the third, and we'll talk about this a little later about their trade possibility. But I, I would honestly not be surprised if, if, t- if teams that, need, that desperately need a corner try to make a deal. Yeah, for I mean, it. it's such a pass-heavy um, NFL today. So having a cornerback, a lockdown cornerback like Richard Sherman is just is perfect for today's NFL. Yeah, you could put him on a guy on a top receiver for a whole game, and they will not. You will not hear from them. Okay, so before we move on, we're gonna to t- more like team needs and stuff. Just a little thing to mention is the O line possibility this year. There's also there's also a lot of good offensive uh, offensive linemen such as Tristan Wirfs and Jedrick Wills that people that people are very interested in. Yeah, um, in this draft class. It's a very top-heavy offensive line class, even though it's a deep class too. But there are four names that really stand out to everybody, which is Jedrick Wills and Tristan Wirfs, as you mentioned. There's also Makai Beckham out of Louisville and Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. And those are really what they're calling the elite four. Those are going to be the first four tackles that, um, off the board, no question about it. They could even go in a row. They're, I don't think those guys will make it past – 20 maybe one of them will slip past 20 um but yeah it's a it's a good offensive line class and that's i mean the the unit the unit of the offensive line is i think is the most important in the nfl yeah so if you can get if you can get a star offensive lineman out of the draft it's huge yeah especially if you have a young quarterback um behind that line you want to protect him as much as you can um and yeah this is a perfect class to go go and grab one so we're going to shift a little bit from more talking about specific players to teams in general and talk about a few interesting teams. I'll start off. I think for me, the most interesting one is the Chargers just because they, they let Phillip Rivers walk. So they're obviously going to look, they're obviously going to look to draft a quarterback, but they have the number six pick. But what's even more interesting about it to me is that their, their kind of fight with the Dolphins at 6'5". It's going to be – I mean, in our mock, we'll talk about we have two other than Justin Herbert. Um, but if, if those teams try to fight with each other and trade up a little bit to try to snag Tua, then that could be very interesting. But I think overall the Chargers are the most interesting just because the, the, they're trying to fill in such a big position 
when they lost, as I just said, they lost Phillip Rivers into such a stacked offense. Yeah. Like, with their with their caliber of their receivers and running. Yeah, I could see one of these teams paying a big price, the Dolphins or Chargers, for for a top spot for the top QB talent, like um, like what the Bears paid for uh, what the Bears gave the, the Niners, yeah, back back a few years ago for Mitchell Trubisky, even to move up one spot. Like these teams, if if you find a quarterback like you saw last, well, year, I don't know if I don't know if you want to use the trading up to get Mitchell Trubisky as an example of why you should yeah. trade up. That's not the greatest example. But the, but the point is still yeah. There. I mean, you see you see teams like the Giants last year they thought Daniel Jones was their was their guy and they went and reached for him. I mean, if you get a good quarterback that you think is your guy that you think perfectly fits your offense, like that's you got to go for it no matter how how much you're reaching. Yeah, I think there's an underrated pressure in in the in the draft to kind of pick the best guy available over the guy you might want. Yeah. So, I I like I I kind of like it how some of the teams we're talking about, like Chargers Miami, it's like they need a quarterback and those are the best guys in the draft. So there's no like, there's no pressure. There's no real pressure for them to not, to not take a quarterback or take a different guy who might be better than what they really want. It's, they're going to go get their quarterback because that's what they want. And that's the best available. Yeah. I mean, you see teams like the saints, they haven't had to draft a quarterback high for so long. Cause they had drew Brees. Like that's, if you get a good franchise quarterback that you check off that box and you don't have to worry about it for another 10, 15 years. All right. Um, my most interesting team is actually the Jaguars. You saw the Jaguars do so much this all season. And even during the season, they got rid of some of their top players who were on that amazing defense back a few years ago. Um, they got rid of Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye, Calais Campbell. Um, and what really stands out to me is how, how they got rid of Nick Foles. That is a lot of pressure on the team because especially for Garner Minshew, because this fan base is not happy. They haven't been good for a really long time. They haven't had a good solid quarterback in franchise history. I mean, besides besides that almost very very weird almost Super Bowl run. Yeah, with Blake Bortles. They haven't they haven't uh done anything. Yeah, I mean I think when they when they got rid of Nick Foles, all it really said was Gardner Minshew is our guy. We're now going to build a team and try to win with him. Yeah, that's it. why I think they got to they got to build around him. They got to protect him. Which is also kind of why they got rid of the defensive. Uh, which is why I think they kind of got rid of the defensive assets, like old guys who they thought might been might have been dragging them down. Yeah, a if bit. they do not do well in this draft, they are in big trouble. They will be the lacking stock, lacking stock of the league for so long because you see them get rid of Foles, and if Minshew doesn't pan out, like they're done because they've they've passed on potentially Jordan Love or if Justin Herbert falls that low in the draft because they think Gardner Minshew, their sixth-round pick from last year, is going to be their guy. So there's a lot of pressure on them there. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about my Eagles for yeah. a second? And then, and then we'll, we'll don't worry, we'll also talk about your Giants. Um, <laughs> um, we talked about the big wide receiver class, and the reason that interests me so much is because as an Eagles fan, I don't have such great wide receivers. Nope. And I'm just excited. I'm excited for the Eagles to possibly get one of them. Yeah, I could. And and even though even though I think the receivers are so good, like they, there will be, I think one of the guys we mentioned will be available to them 
at what are they twenty one or twenty two? I think one of those one of those guys will be available tonight. Yeah, I and I'm just excited to see. I could see that. them going a receiver in the first round and the second round. That's really their biggest need on that team. I mean, you look at that team; it's filled with talent. You always see you always see the Eagles projection going. Oh, they're going they're going eleven and five. They're going twelve and four, but they never they never capitalize and. If they get this receiver receiving class going, like there's no, there's no complaining. Like this is going to be their year if they get it, which is scary because um, I don't like the Eagles that much. <laughs> uh, so what are you looking for for the Giants? I mean, I'm I'm an Isaiah Simmons lover. I I think I think it's important to get a tackle or a center for Saquon and Daniel Jones, but. Isaiah Simmons, in my opinion, is going to be the best defender in the league at one point in his career. Like, he, did they get rid of their star like defensive lineman or linebacker recently? They never really had a star. I mean, they had Alec Ogletree, but he was horrific. Um, yeah, they haven't had a real star on defense, especially in that linebacking court for a, for a while. Uh, and that's that's the New York Giants. Like when they won the Super Bowls, it's been because of their defense. That's their culture, and. Isaiah Simmons is going to be loved by every Giants fan just because of his versatility. Um, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the league, and that's why I think they need him. He's he's a once in a lifetime guy. Uh, I don't see, I can't see another linebacker like this coming out of college for another few years, and that's why I think they need to get him. He's going to be wearing a gold jacket one day. You think so? I really do. Um, the thing that's interesting about the Giants, uh, hopefully for you, not for me, getting Isaiah Simmons, is that they would, in or, if they were to pick Isaiah Simmons and kind of and go for the defensive star, that would be kind of recognizing that Daniel Jones and their, maybe their offense isn't necessarily good enough to carry on their own. Yeah. So they're going to need to bolster their defense, which obviously, I mean, with, with a guy like Isaiah Simmons, why would you not go for him? But it would—it's just interesting to me how they're how they're gonna how they're gonna go, go moving forward in terms of building up their defense, or or maybe building up their offensive line. Yeah, he could be the guy to really push their defense over the edge and make it make it good, which it hasn't been for a while now, and so I think it's important. They they might possibly we'll talk about a few trade possibilities. They might trade. I wonder if they'll end up trading down with. Uh, with maybe the Chargers. If the Chargers want to jump Miami to get Tua, would the Giants be willing to would the Giants be willing to swap with the Chargers and risk the Dolphins taking Isaiah Simmons? Or if, if they were to trade, would it be a guarantee that the Miami Dolphins would take Justin Herbert? Yeah, so if the Chargers Well if it is a guarantee then that that would be a smart Yeah, trade. well I I like that scenario actually because they get more players they get more draft picks and uh, could still maybe get their guy. But um, although the the Dolphins have three first-round picks, they cannot risk not getting a top quarterback. I, I've seen a lot of reports saying like they're, they really like Tua, but they'll be fine with Herbert. So I, I think regardless of taking QB at that number five uh, pick. For the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins. Saying, yeah. yeah, so I'm not worried about the Dolphins taking uh, – Isaiah Simmons. I mean, but I just think there's a lot of weird. There's a lot of weird flexibility in like the three to six position. 
or maybe even maybe even the seven, honestly, because I mean, obviously Carolina just is deciding to get rid of Cam Newton. Um, it's it's so such interesting flexibility there because Miami and the Chargers are are obviously going to take a quarterback, and it, it'll be we it'll be and if the Carol if Carolina wants to jump on that quarterback quarterback uh, bandwagon, it'll be really interesting to see if the Lions or the Giants will end up taking those uh, taking whatever those three teams have to possibly offer in order to jump. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of flexibility. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. You could see maybe a team like the Patriots trading all the way up to top five to get their, get a guy if they don't have enough confidence in Jared Stidham. Um, but yeah, it's going to be real interesting. I'm real excited for this draft. And I hope, I hope, I yeah. really do hope the Giants get uh, my guy, but we'll have to see. All right, before we get going, you made a little a little top 10, top 15 mock. So you want to go through that for us? Yeah, so first I have the Bengals taking Joe Burrow. No surprise there. We talked about him before at the beginning of this podcast. Like, he's, he's the best quarterback. Bengals need a quarterback. It just makes sense. All the tools are there for him. A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a match made in heaven, especially because he's from uh, Ohio. Ohio, yeah. as we said. Yeah, interesting. We didn't mention before AJ Green. They've decided to keep him, which means I, they obviously trust what Joe Burrow could yeah. possibly do. Yeah. Um, number two, I have the Redskins taking Chase Young, and we talked about him before. He's he's the best prospect in this draft, um, and even though the Redskins don't ha- necessarily have a need at edge rusher, like they have to take him. He's He's going to be such a force. Yeah, that's the pressure I was talking about before. It's like, do the Redskins maybe want to draft another quarterback to, to compete with Dwayne Haskins? Maybe they don't trust Dwayne Haskins necessarily, but they're they're going to feel pressure to take Chase Young because he's. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not it's not a bad no, thing. I'm, I'm just um, saying. Yeah, he's he's the best defensive prospect, defensive end prospect. You could even go farther back before J.D. Even Clowney, go all the way to Von Miller, and we've seen what Von Miller has done. We've seen what Miles Garrett has done. Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Like, he's going to be that kind of player. Um, Something totally random about Von Miller. I love, and I kind of like when all the sports players do this in general, I love how when sports players take their photos with glasses. <laughs> like, I know Von Miller does yeah. that. It cracks me up every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Third, I have Jeffrey Okuda. And we saw the Lions move Darius Slay to your Eagles which is a good move by then. Exciting. Exciting yeah. for me. Um, and we did see the Lions sign Desmond Trufant, but Desmond Trufant is – he's not good. I'm just going to say it. Like, he's not good. They, they need something more than that. And Jeff Okuda is going to be that Jalen Ramsey type guy that, that, um, that's just going to shut down, shut down a wide receiver. And, yeah, he's – I mean, maybe they'll take Isaiah Simmons, but I haven't heard anything about them taking Isaiah Simmons. Um, and they really do need help at that quarterback position, and they've needed help uh, for a while. So, yeah, they're taking him. Um, and at number four, my Giants are going to take Isaiah Simmons. You've heard me talk about him um, a lot, and I love him. <laughs> He's He yeah, loves you too. I'm I sure know. he does. Um, and <laughs> I'm really – I mean, if they go offensive tackle, they could 100% go offensive tackle, and that probably will be what we what's going to happen. Um, like, I won't – I'll be disappointed, 
just because they're passing on a gold jacket guy. But, like, it's it's partly the right decision. Like, they got to protect the guy. They're past first – they're past two first-round picks in Saquon and Daniel Jones. Like, they got to protect him. But Isaiah Simmons is my pick here. He's really going to pick that defense. So that's your pick, but you're not 100%. I'm definitely not 100%. Um, they might trade back. I've heard that if they trade back, they're probably going to go offensive tackle. I don't see them trading all the way back outside of the top 10. Like, as you said, they could, they could trade with the Chargers or the Dolphins. Um, I could see a little uh, draft day, uh, the movie action, which I've actually thought about this before, <laughs> where Dave Gettleman, the GM of the Giants, could put the Dolphins and Chargers on the same call and, and – both make them fight over the pick, offering more and more. I think that'd be pretty cool, but that's pretty unrealistic. Uh, so, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, fifth, the Dolphins take their man, Tua Tungavailoa, who they've been chanting his name forever now for the past two years. Yeah, I have I have a couple of family members who are Dolphins fan and a good friend who's, who's a Dolphins fan. And they lose the first game of the season last season. They lose to the Baltimore Ravens. And not one of them is sad. They're all just like, we're going to get Tua. And I, so I hope they can get their match. Yeah, I think it's a match made in heaven. Like, he's from Hawaii. It's a warm place. Miami's a warm place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Sixth, we have Justin Herbert going to the Chargers. And, yeah, he's going to be good for this offense. Their offense is pretty much, like, their O-line's decent. They have all the tools. They have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Hunter Henry, um, Austin Eckler. Like, you just need a good quarterback to slip into that system, and their offense is going to be um, ready ready to go. Like, they were they were in the playoffs two years ago. Like, they were – they had high odds to win the Super Bowl after – before a, tr- a horrible season. Um, but, yeah, if he develops well in that system, like, they're going to be scary. I think they're going to throw – I think they might end up throwing Justin Herbert as well as Miami – throwing in Tua right into the starting spot. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers do have Tyrod Taylor, who they have came out and said they're comfortable with him starting a season or two. Um, but Justin Herbert is an NFL-ready prospect. He's been in college for four years. Um, he could have went to the draft last year. Um, but, yeah, he's an NFL-ready prospect. He's, he's the most fundamentally sound prospect in the, um, in the draft. And I think, yeah, he could – Easily slip in there. All right. So now we're now we're out of quarterback range, yeah, kind of for for a while. Um, and although still still possible trade for quarterback, yeah. I think yeah, Carolina. Sure. Um, at seven, I have the Carolina Panthers taking Derek Brown. Um, yeah, Derek. Br- we didn't really talk about him when we talked about some defensive prospects. Yeah, but he yeah, is an incredible he, defensive he's tackle. The best defensive tackle in the draft. He, yeah, he attracts a lot of double teams, which is good. And this offense, this defense lost their biggest piece in Luke Keekley, and they need something to to kind of give them a lost him, lost yeah, him to, to retirement. retirement. Um, they need like some turbo to get him, uh, get this defense going, and I think he'll do it. All right, at eight, I have the Arizona Cardinals selecting Jarek Wills. You know, be- I, I like this pick, if that were to happen. Yeah, so, you, like, you could go Tristan Wirfs. You could go Mekhi Becton. No, I, it's not really clear who 
what teams think is the best tackle. Um, I just think Jarek Wills because he, yeah, he's great. He's great at protecting the quarterback. Yeah, I'm saying I like it more, not necessarily because it's Jedrick Wills, more because it's a good offensive tackle because Kyler Murray was running around a lot back there. Yeah, he was. And before the offseason, I would have said C.D. Lamb. Like, why not reunite C.D. Lamb with Kyler Murray? Um, but, but they got DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, maybe yeah. they'll go C.D. Lamb again. They, they, got the, they got the in the NFL C.D. Lamb. Yeah, they did. Maybe they'll go CD Lamb again. That would be a really scary offense. Um, but they need to protect Kyler Murray. He's he's a small quarterback. If you're Kyler Murray, I mean, which is why they would want to yeah. go offensive tackle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At nine, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Javon Kinlaw, the second defensive tackle, second best defensive tackle in this draft. Um. I was really debating on giving them Henry Ruggs, which is interesting because we don't have him as our number one receiver, but he, I think he fits perfectly into the Jacksonville offense. He's just so fast and speedy, and that's the kind of tempo they want to set in Jacksonville. They want like a nice, fast offense. Um, but I haven't taken Kinlaw. They had, they had so many defensive losses this offseason, in their secondary too. Um, so, yeah, they got to go defense here. All right. At, at 10, I have the Cleveland Browns selecting Andrew Thomas. And at the beginning of the draft process, a lot of people had him as their first tackle. He kind of slipped a bit. Um, but this Cleveland offense is a pretty run-heavy offense despite the well, they should talent be. they have at the wide receiver position. We, they, they were a little inconsistent with that, but they definitely should be. Yeah, and they had Nick Chubb, who, who almost led the league in rushing yards this season. So, and Andrew Thomas is the best protector um, for running backs in this draft. So I see them taking. He's a he's a good fit for them. All right, eleven. I have the New York Jets taking Ceedee Lamb. Finally, they have a weapon for Sam Darnold, and he's he's gonna make everything happen. And I do not like the Jets. I'm sure you don't that like the true. Jets either because we're friends with a bunch of annoying Jets fans. Um, but well, he's really like, good, like and he's going to be football. amazing in the league. It's going to be fun <laughs> to watch him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At 12, I have the Las Vegas Raiders selecting – wow, that's weird to say. Um, Henry Ruggs the third. He jumps his teammate, Judy, because um, his speed – we've seen players – before that are really fast, just like just be the first player off the board in their position. You see John Ross. You saw John Ross. It happened to John Ross. Um, I think the same thing will happen. Um, then I have the Niners taking Jerry Judy. This is just a match made in heaven. Kyle, there have always been rumors of uh, OBJ getting traded to wherever Kyle Shanahan is, and Judy is. I mean, the Niners just OBJ, made the Super Bowl, so and their offense just, is going to get a little bit better with. Uh... Jerry Judy. Yeah, it definitely will. Um, at 14, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting Tristan Worse. Um, a lot of people have him as the best tackle. I think he slips a bit. Um, they need to get protection for Brady. I mean, you don't want to go into a new team as the GOAT and then just get hit so many times. It's not going to be fun. So they got to protect him. And then 
as our final pick, I have the Denver Broncos going CJ Henderson, the cornerback out of Florida. And um, you could go uh, Tristan Fulton here, but a lot of people like um, what Henderson can offer in the coverage game. And he's, he has good instincts. Um, yeah, I think, I think Denver needs to reboot their secondary because they lost Chris Harris Jr., a longtime Bronco. Uh, and this this is a good pick for them. I'm excited to watch a Broncos next season. Maybe they could slip into the playoffs if Drew yeah. Locke has a good season. Um, before before we end the yeah, podcast, the quick question. Do you think Justin Jefferson slips to the Eagles? you think it's possible? There, there are always rumors going around before the draft, and apparently the Eagles are in love with him. Uh, and yeah, I think I could see see him slipping because there also are a number of receivers that maybe teams view better as him in uh, better than him in uh, in T Higgins or Denzel Mims. But yeah, I think they they have to go. Yeah, I think so too. Wide receiver in the first round. All right, that's that's it for they our first to. episode of the sideline. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next time.